I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill, and tonight's bedtime story is about Irving J. Ray. You may wonder, who is Irving J. Ray? Well, I'll tell you. Irving J. Ray is Grandma Juanita Ray Hill's dad. So I have a question for you. What is your relationship to Irving J. Ray? You are so smart. That's right. Irving J. Ray is your great-grandfather. That is, of course, if Juanita Ray Hill is your grandmother. If Juanita Ray Hill isn't your grandmother, please listen anyway, because Irving is a really great guy. Irving J. Ray had 10 children and about 80 grandchildren. Because he had so many grandchildren, everyone called him Grandpa Ray, even if he wasn't their biological grandfather. You might wonder, what does the J stand for in Irving J. Ray? I wonder that, too. One day I asked him, hey, what does the J stand in your name? Grandpa Ray responded with a twinkle in his eye. It doesn't stand for anything. It's just an initial. He answered like he knew that having just an initial for a middle name was something really special. I was astounded. I had never heard of that before. But Grandpa Ray isn't the only person who has an initial instead of a middle name. Your amazing cousin Booker is named Booker J. Brashears, and he has just an initial instead of a middle name. And Booker is really special. Did you know that Harry S. Truman, the 33rd President of the United States, also had just the initial S instead of a middle name? And he was an amazing person. Wow, it seems like anyone who has just an initial instead of a middle name is really cool. It makes me kind of jealous. Makes me wish my parents would have given me just an initial instead of a middle name. Though I don't think I'd like being Edward J. Hill. Perhaps they could have given me just an initial for my first name. I rather like E. Jeffrey Hill. Well, as Grandma Tamara Snell Mulford Hill would say, Grandpa, please get on with your story. Okay, here we go. In tonight's story, I want you to learn to not be afraid to try new things, to not panic when things go wrong, and to be teachable and humble, learning good things from people who know more than you. Because Irving J. Ray was Juanita Ray Hill's father, And because I married Juanita Ray Hill, Grandpa Ray was my father-in-law. In In the first few years I knew him, we were so different from one another that sometimes it was difficult to have a good time together. Grandpa Ray loved to build and to farm and to fix things. He was very good at doing that. However, I was a klutz and couldn't do any of those things. Let me tell you a fun but it was a hard experience about the first time Grandpa Ray and I met. 
In November 1975, Juanita and I were falling in love. I was in my junior year studying at BYU, but I hadn't decided on a major yet. The truth was, I had a hard time thinking of anything else besides Juanita. Can you guess why that was? You're right. When you first fall in love, it's hard to think about anything else except the person you are falling in love with. At this time, Juanita was living at home in Mesa, Arizona, and I got so excited when she invited me to come to Arizona for Thanksgiving. In those days, many of the freeways were not completed yet, and so it took more than 12 hours to drive from Provo to Mesa. I rode with Juanita's sister Marlene and her husband Gary Hinton. Back then, BYU had classes on the day before Thanksgiving. That was so dumb. So we didn't leave Provo until about 3 in the afternoon on Wednesday. We arrived in Mesa about 3 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning, but I didn't get to see Juanita yet because she was sound asleep. I was so tired I went right to sleep, but woke up wide awake at 6 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep more than about three hours because I was so excited to see Juanita. So I got out of bed and went into the living room. Juanita was already awake, and it was so good to see her again. She gave me a big hug, which felt so warm and good. We sat down on the couch and started talking. After about 14 minutes, I took her hand in my hand, and we held hands. That also felt warm and good. But about 57 seconds later, Grandpa Ray hobbled into the room. His eyes got wide when he saw me holding Juanita's hand. I felt uncomfortable, so I quickly let go of her hand. It didn't seem like he was giving me a kind look. Sometimes fathers are like that with guys that are dating their daughters. I didn't know what to say, and I guess he didn't know what to say either. After some uncomfortable silence, he finally opened up his mouth and barked the first words I ever heard from him. Can you guess what those words were? Well, he opened his mouth and barked, Ruff, ruff, ruff. No, just kidding. He didn't really bark. That's just how it felt to me. Instead, his first words, the best I can remember, were, Well, son, are you going to just sit there? or are you going to make yourself useful? I wanted to make a good impression, so I responded, I would love to make myself useful, sir. What can I do to help? Now Grandpa Ray smiled at me approvingly and said, Son, come with me. We'll see what you can do. We went out of the kitchen, through the backyard, and walked to a big field. In those days, Grandpa and Grandma Ray lived in a nice little house on 40 acres of land that they farmed with cotton and alfalfa and watermelons. Incidentally, they sold 20 acres of that land just 10 years later for $1.7 million. And now there are about 80 houses on their land, and their land is situated in the heart of Mesa, Arizona. Today, about half of those houses are small and are worth only about $500,000 each, and about half of those houses are big and worth more than a million dollars each. Can you guess about how much all those houses on Grandpa Ray's 40 acres are worth together? Did you guess it? The correct answer was about $60 million. Wow, that's a lot of bananas. Anyway, back to the story. 
Grandpa Ray walked me out to a tractor sitting at the edge of this humongous field. He motioned to the tractor and said, Before breakfast, I would really like it if you could disc this field. What? I had never disced a field before. I had never even been on a tractor before. I had barely ever seen a real tractor before. I didn't know what to think or what to say. When Grandpa Ray saw my look of bewilderment, he, for the first time, gave me that look that I didn't like one bit. That look of, I can't believe you don't know how to do this. But he wasn't really mean. He just kind of laughed. Don't worry, son, it's easy. Driving a tractor is just like driving a motorcycle. Have you ever done that? I had driven a motorcycle once or twice, but this was a tractor, and it didn't look anything like a motorcycle. But when I got up on the tractor, I realized that Grandpa Way was right. The controls were pretty much like a motorcycle. I cranked the engine, and it started up just fine. Then I gave it some gas, put it in gear, and away we went. Of course, a tractor is much slower than a motorcycle, especially when it is disking up ground. It was fun, and I was proud of myself. I, Edward Jeffrey Hill, was driving a tractor. As the tractor lumbered forward, it had many sharp round disks on the back that turned up the dirt so that you could plant something in it, and it would grow. That's why they call it disking a field. I started thinking, this is so amazing. I think I'd like to be a farmer. Then I got to the end of the field. Oopsie doopsie. I turned the steering wheel so that I could go back, but the tractor didn't turn. It just kept going forward. In one second, I went from being so happy to being totally panicked. And now I couldn't remember where the brakes were on a motorcycle, much less on a tractor. By the time I stopped the tractor, it had run over the irrigation ditch and into the fence at the end of the field. I turned off the tractor. I was so, so, so embarrassed. But there was nothing to do but to take the long walk back to Juanita's house. When I saw Grandpa Ray again, he said, Hey, what are you doing back so soon? I didn't want to tell him, but I had to tell him what had happened. He didn't yell at me. He didn't even bark at me. He didn't make fun of me. He just said with a sigh, Let's fix the mess you made. It will be okay. He walked with me that long walk back to the tractor and explained that you only use the steering wheel on a tractor when you are on hard ground, like on a road. When you are in soft dirt, like when you are disking a field, you put on the opposite side brake to make the tractor turn. He was able to get the tractor back out of the fence and across the irrigation ditch. When the tractor was ready to go, he said, Hey, jump up here and let me show you how to disk a field. We went together up and down the field a couple of times, and I watched everything he did. Then he asked me to try it again. I didn't want to. He jumped off the tractor, and I was scared to try it again. He gave me a look of confidence this time. Hey, it's easy. I know you can do it. 
I took courage and decided to try. I started down the field again, and, following his example, I was able to make the turn and return to where he was standing. Now he was smiling at me. He waved as he left and shouted, I'll see you at breakfast. I was scared the first two or three times up and down the field, but then I got more and more comfortable and started enjoying it. I loved the warm Arizona Thanksgiving sunshine on a tractor disking in an alfalfa field at my girlfriend's house. I love the smell of the dirt. I think I already told you a story about how I liked to eat dirt when I was a little boy. I love the wind in my face. After about an hour of this, I was finished. I turned off the tractor, looked at that beautiful field, felt a surge of pride, and headed into the house. When Grandpa Ray saw me, he asked, How did it go? I responded with a big smile and said, The field is done, ready to plant. Thank you for teaching me how to disc a field. I really appreciate it. Then I smelled the most wonderful smell and saw the most wonderful sight. The smell was breakfast. Grandma Ray, your great-grandmother, Ethlyn Anderson Ray, had made her famous omelet casserole that had bread, eggs, milk, bacon, and cheese in it. Absolutely delicious. And it tasted doubly delicious because I had worked hard and felt that I had earned that breakfast. The most wonderful sight was to see Juanita there. I was filled with love for her. I felt like I was the luckiest guy alive. That's the end of our story tonight. I hope that you will not be afraid to do new things, that you won't panic when you make mistakes, and that you will be teachable and learn good things from people who know you more than you. Good night, sweet dreams, chocolate creams. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.